Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Today, I've got a returning guest who, by the way, has become a really, really great friend. Um, Damian Lupo was on episode 19, and I think back to um, you know just the things we've done together and the conversations we've had and how far our relationship has come, and it, it just hit me that we've become really great friends, and I forgot that it's been so long since we did this episode. And recently, a lot of you that are listening to this have been, I've been having a lot of conversations with you and a lot of friends around, um, you know, 401ks and, and, and the financial advisors that are managing this stuff. And a lot of us just don't know that there's an alternative. And so I thought it would be timely for Damien to just come back on and have a great conversation with us, bring us up to speed on a bunch of changes that have happened and really just educate you on an alternative that you have to managing your own money. And as a side note, um, we usually don't get in the weeds. We're going to get in the weeds today because I think um, Damien's knowledge and skill set in this area is going to be super valuable to you. So um, if it's something that you know, you're know you driving and you want to listen to this, um, go ahead and listen to it. But you might want to rethink this and re-listen to this because I think we're going to have a lot of great information. So Damien, thanks for being on the show. Man, it's always good to see you. It's good to see you on Zoom. It's good to see you at dinner. It's It's just it's, uh, I think the thing that I've learned, especially in recent years is that the relationships that we have in our life, the meaningful ones are the most important thing. We can say our health is the number one thing after that it's relationships. I mean, you got to have your health for anything, but the relationships are what matters and not the number of friend clicks you have on Facebook, but the deep, meaningful people that care about you and you care about them and you grow together. So I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for our friendship as it, it continues to grow. And, and, um, always happy to hang out with you in any form, virtual or physical. Yeah. I feel the same, man. And you know, we, we all just came out of a crazy year. We're sitting in July of 2021 and obviously COVID and 2020 and all the things, but having you in my world has been, um, you know, super, super special to me because, um, you know, 2020 was my best year ever. I know it was one of your best years ever, maybe your best year ever, but it's having people like you, that's, that's a big part of that. And so, yeah, I appreciate it. And, and I don't think that the conversation um, today is going to let our listeners down in, in any way. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. I, I, in, in, to your, to your point about 2020, it's, it's a fascinating thing to look at a thing where most people were, were reacting. Mm-hmm. They were looking, they were either blaming somebody or they were asking for money from the government. I mean, and I'm talking most people, I'm not necessarily talking about people that are listening mm-hmm. because this is a different mentality of self-responsibility of people that are listening to your show and to paying attention to you and, and wanting to know this information. We, we, we had, I mean, it was personally my best year. It was it, it, the business is growing and it's in it, it's the relationships and it's the relationships that were internal. Like the, the company and the companies that, that I'm fortunate enough to be a part of and lead there's, I mean, you know, tripling the amount of people that are part of it. Why is that? How did that happen when the world was frozen? Mm. It was because we're on a mission. Yeah. You know, there's, when you're on a mission, it's like, I, I can, this, this, this is like the military. You, it doesn't matter if it's raining. It's not, okay, this is beyond the post office, rain, sun, 
giant snow. Yeah. When you have a military mission, the mission is what you do. And there is no other thought. It's like, okay, our job is to go do this period. And that's when you have that in an organization, you just, you're constantly figuring out how do we get to the mission? Yeah. Our mission is to free a million people from financial bondage. And it's very personal for me. So whatever it takes, I'm not trying to find a way. And we, we were talking about this before this, uh, our conversation now, just the, so many people are trying to run away from something. They're trying to get out of something. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get deeper into this, man. I'm digging this. I'm digging, building a foundation, building an, a, an empire, a dynasty. Why? That's not for my ego. It's because I believe that's why I'm here. I believe that that's, that we have a purpose and it's not to have passive income so we can go golfing the rest of our life. I don't mm-hmm. think God puts us on earth for that purpose. I think there's a purpose right. beyond us that's for other people. So I, and, and, you know, we can talk about it or we can live it. Yeah. And one of the things that I love about you is that you're living it, whatever you're talking about, you're living it. It's not something you're talking about from a weekend seminar. It's about the things that you've been doing all week. And that's what you speak to. So it's, it's cool. And it's very unique and almost kind of weird. <laughs> I like it. Well, and that's really one of the reasons why I wanted to have you back on because, you know, you were, you were the guest on episode 19 and we talked a little bit about the EQRP and retirement. And at that point in time, you could, you know, pull a hundred grand out of your 401k and blah, blah, blah. Went through the four questions. We got to know Damien a little bit. We're not going to do any of that today. If you want to, you know, hear the four questions from Damien, go listen to episode 19. But you just said something that was interesting. Um, number one, your, your business is growing and I would say exponentially. I've, I've watched you, you know, branch out and do a lot of different things. And as you were saying that, I realized it's because um, people are looking for what's real. And this is what's really cool about the EQRP process, which um, we'll get into a little bit. But we were talking before we got on, and you just mentioned this, so many people are so passive. So many people are looking to exit their businesses and exit their careers and everything else and be you know, a passive investor. Um, I've said this so many times, but when I sold my business at the age of 35 and I retired at the age of 35, it was the best and worst day of my life because I lost my identity. I had no purpose left anymore. And so, yeah, I had achieved the American dream. And yeah, I still get a paycheck even at the age of 42 from that exit. But the reality is that that's not, I lost my purpose. And so many people are wanting to find passivity. I'm just going to say, I don't know if that's a word. Um, But that correlates to giving a financial advisor you know, money in your 401k and letting them manage it until they're 65. And that's really the premise of why I wanted to bring you back on here because I think so many people think about their future from a passive perspective. They're so passive on their investments. They're so passive on, you know, just giving their money to someone else. And what you do with the EKRP, and by the way, the government created this concept. You didn't. You just happened to have the EQRP. Um, talk to me about that. What is it? Well, I mean, the EQRP is taking the tax code and giving people something real. It's not giving something so that the government wanted to set people up with an opportunity to not be broke. They basically said the government's not going to, the government is going to be broke. It's already broke. This is back in the early 70s when pensions were, were breaking companies. They said, we need to push the onus of, of the responsibility for retirement onto the people. So the government in their wisdom, if you could call it that, set up retirement accounts and Wall Street got a hold of it and said, this is a perfect thing for us to just make a fortune. So the, back in the early 70s, it was all just bonds. It was basically, you know, maybe some stocks, but it was a lot of just fixed income type of stuff. And then when, when the 401ks and IRAs were created, it gave, it gave Wall Street a chance to pull people's money in automatically into a system and it was a very good system for Wall Street because it created predictable cash flow for Wall Street. It was a passive income stream 
for Wall Street. None of this is true about the actual people that are that are becoming a part of this. And what's what's interesting is this idea of passive is really important for people to analyze and, and take it. Just ask yourself: Is passive the best thing to go? Like, if you're starting a relationship, I always I, I love this analogy because I just think it's funny. I know you and Kara do some work with couples and things, and and I ask yourself it assuming that sex is a part of your life, how long would your relationship work if you were focused on passive sex? Like it's not going to last very long or you're going to have a really bored, upset partner. And, and, and it's the same thing with money. You either, and it's the law of entropy. So when it comes down to it, either we put energy into something or it dismantles and falls apart. When people gave money to Bernie Madoff, he, he took billions and billions. It was like 60 billion or some crazy number. Mm. The people were basically handing money over and it comes down to personal responsibility. They were abdicating responsibility, which is what people are basically doing when they hand money over and they say, I don't get it, or I'm too stupid, or I'm too busy. And abdicating responsibility is is like, it, it, here, think of it this way. You give your money to a financial advisor, it's like giving your spouse away to somebody else to sleep with. Hmm. That's how hardcore this can be. That, that hmm. may sound a little intense, but you know, a lot of ways, your money is your energy. It's your lifeblood. It's a re- reflection of labor. It's so you're, you're giving that to somebody else to do whatever they want with. And even if you're just putting it into a mutual fund, there's a different way. Yeah. And, and what I started realizing is that many, many people that have become friends and clients and really the, the Badger Nation family, people want something different. There are plenty of people that actually want to control their destiny and they want to, they want a life by design versus default. So the EQRP is, is really that. It's, it's the ability to control your money and your, your lifeblood. In, in your retirement accounts versus just hoping, smoking a bunch of hopium for the next 20 or 30 years. I love that whenever you say smoking a bunch of hopium, I, every time it cracks me up. I want to begin with the end in mind because you know we, we probably have a lot of people that are intrigued at this point in time. And we're going to get into the details of you know what is it, how who's it for, what does it look like, how do you get it set up, all that stuff. But if if somebody wants to pull their money or start an EQRP, what can they invest in? Because I think a lot of people are probably already saying if they don't have a concept of it, well, that's great, but I don't want to trade stocks, even though you're telling me already that I can control my retirement account. I don't want to trade stocks. I don't want to be a day trader. So what can they invest in? So here's the funny part. The, The government said, here's what you can't do. And everything else is open. So what everybody thinks is, oh, 401k or an IRA is primarily, that's just, it's stocks, bonds, mutual funds. And I don't like those things. Some people like them. I don't know why, but they do. So what what can you invest in? I'll tell you what our clients invest in, which is completely fine and legal, is, is things like real estate. It's land, it's apartments, it's mini storage, it's physical gold and silver, it's promissory notes where you're the bank. You just mm-hmm. loan money out. It's Bitcoin. It's physical possession of gold, silver, Bitcoin. There's So when I say you can do just about anything, there are a handful of things like you cannot invest in wine or rugs. I mean, wine's obvious because you wake up at 60 with a hangover and you're broke. Like the government says, that's a stupid plan. Let's not let people do that. But basically anything else you can do, you want to invest in in Costa Rican rainforests and that's an investment. And then you want to retire there. Cool. Do it. Go invest there. Let it grow. Do your thing. And you can do this. There's lots of ways to do it. Tax-free, completely tax-free all the way through. And so you can start setting yourself up where you design a life and then you use this. The EQRP is really meant to be a tool. It's not the end all be all because it's not going to do something for you, yeah. but it is yeah. going to allow you to, to do what you want. And I mean, really, what could be better than that? You design it, you get to implement it, you're in charge of it, you're driving it. Like yeah. that's, to me, that's the coolest thing ever. 
That is cool. You you said something that, you know, the government designed these regulations, the 401k, et cetera. Um, so really there's like anybody, this isn't something new. Why, why doesn't, uh, you know, mass mutual or, or, you know, whoever's fidelity, why don't like, why didn't they tell me I could go invest in real estate? Well, to be fair to at least Schwab and some of these other ones, they, they'll tell you that they have a self-directed program, whether it's a self-directed IRA or a self-directed 401k, they will tell you, and they will also tell you it's free. And they're, they're being honest about the fact that they've titled it and tricked you, mm. but they're not really giving you total control. What they're giving you is pretend control. They're giving you control of buying the products that they make money selling. Uh, and so why are they not doing, they are doing it. They're doing a version that keeps your money trapped inside their system. So I, people, I, I, when people say, well, you know, this, this seems like it costs a lot because we, we charge an appropriate amount for what we are providing. And, and I say, look, if you, if you want the cheapest thing, I can give you all sorts of websites for companies that will give you basically a pretend account that is called the same thing and it's free. Hmm. And guess what? You're going to be limited. So if you want to be in shackles, if you want to move your shackles from one thing to the next, there's lots of options. The reason that they don't, what, that they have not created this, it's not because they're, they're not as smart. They're, they're much smarter. There's MBAs and PhDs and they're very smart and their marketing companies are amazing. But what they don't want to do is have your money leaving their ecosystem so that they can stop charging you fees for trading, fees for assets under management. The entire financial system is based on assets that are controlled by systems, whether it's IRA custodians or banks or more uh, brokerage houses. That's the entire system. It's fees. Hmm. So you're never going to be told by a system that makes money on your fees how to leave the system. That'd be, why would somebody do it? It's suicidal. Yeah. So we just built a different system. When, when we set a plan up, when we set up a retirement account in EQRP, we charge a fee and it's transparent. We charge a fee for setting it up. We charge a fee for maintaining the compliance. We're not saying we're going to charge you 1%. So if anybody says something's free, then you're the product. Same thing with Facebook or anybody else. Like understand free doesn't mean free. It means they're just not telling you who's actually the product. It's yeah. probably you. That's such a good point. And so it doesn't matter. I, maybe this is the case. Maybe it is. And I have an EQRP. Um, so it doesn't matter if I have 50,000 or 500,000 or 10 million, you're not taking a percentage on the money that's under management. You've got a, a set fee. That's, that's exactly right. It is set. And one of the funny parts is people will say, how much should I like, well, how much do I need? Do I need to have 5,000 or 5 million? It's great when you have 5 million because it's still that 500 bucks a year. <laughs> What's also interesting is if you go in there and realize that with an EQRP, you can go use leverage. You could have $5,000 in there and turn it into 5 million and it just grows. You could do that all tax-free, 100% tax-free. And you, you couldn't do that necessarily the same with an IRA. C contrary to what people think after reading about Peter Thiel and his $5 billion Roth IRA, yeah. there, there are appropriate there and there are useful tools uh, an IRA is not a useful tool for most people listening. If they're trying to go to even 5 million, it's because what this comes down to is leverage and real estate and different things. There's a lot of opportunity for leverage. If you use the wrong tool with retirement accounts, you get taxed worse than any other part of the tax code. So bottom line, what I'm saying is before you go say, oh, I'm going to go do what Peter Thiel did, be really careful about doing what he did because what he did is he, he got a bunch of options on early stage companies and then took those and those companies are public and he, you know, hundred X over and over again, over 20 years. So just do your homework is what I'm telling you. Like mm -hmm. there's no perfect answer, but there is, and there's a lot of work involved. And if you do the work, I'll tell you this, taxes are optional mm -hmm. if you do the work. 
Yeah. So conceptually, I get it. We're, we're going to start at EQRP. I want you to dig into that a little bit. You know, what is, what is the EQRP? Um, you've already told us what we can invest in, but how does it work? I, I have a checkbook, blah, blah, blah. But I know you couldn't like help us with every scenario that possibly exists, but generally speaking, we have an individual. I've talked to so many people lately, Damien, that have like, they have a 401k that was from a previous job. They've quit their job and they've got 500,000. They've got a million dollars sitting in something that they've rolled over and they have no idea that they could actually, they could actually do something with that, take it out. So you've got individuals that either want to roll or start an EQRP. Then you've got investors that, you know, are active investors or whatever. And then companies. I was talking to a guy the other day that has a small company and he's got a 401k started with a a guy that we mutually know. And this is what really made me think like, I really want to, this was the actual conversation that made me, I need to bring Damien back on um, because I think he could probably start an EQRP for his small company and team and let, let them kind of manage it. So I just threw a bunch of stuff at you, but um, what is the EQRP and how do different groups of people get set up and what can they so do? The, yeah. It, it, so we'll go through all those things. And and if I miss something, just remind me, sure. um, they, Bottom line was an EQRP is a type of 401k. It's it's a an actual total controlled where meaning that the participants, the business owner, the individual that has a business of one, it's called Mike Inc. You know, you're you're by yourself. It doesn't matter if it's Mike Inc. or Mike has 50 employees. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets control. Everybody gets to choose what they're going to invest in. And I'm not suggesting that this means they're all going to choose which mutual fund. It means they can pick mutual funds, they can pick gold, they can pick private companies, they can pick real estate everybody gets a choice. So it's it's a unique thing. And we, we built it that way because we know that there is a section of the population that wants to actually choose something other than the S&P 500. Mm-hmm. And so this this gives everybody, everybody the ability to be a participant. So the, the people you're talking about that have the small business, they could have five people or 10 people or, or whatever it is. This gives everybody an actual shot at playing with real assets, mm-hmm. not just the paper assets that are made up by Wall Street, but real assets and when you study investing, you realize, wow, I'm actually going to do better if I do some homework and learn about assets versus just picking the S&P 500. Mm-hmm. That's a fool's game because of the fees that are involved that are visible and invisible. So the EQRP gives people a chance to use a tax shelter, the 401k section. And especially today with the Roth 401k, so the Roth EQRP is, is an after-tax vehicle. That is the biggest opportunity I see in the tax code, bigger than opportunity zones, bigger than depreciation, bigger than cost seg, it's bigger than everything because it truly allows you to go to zero. Why does Peter Thiel have $5 billion today that he's going to be able to access tax-free the rest of his life starting in three years? Because he's using the Roth section mm. and, and that's available right now. I don't think that'll be available for newcomers within a decade, but I, it is available right now. So the fact that, and you know, we'll probably get into this a little bit more, but that's one thing that I caught on in that article that Congress is considering taking that away. Do you think that if we get in now and we get it set up, they're not going to repeal what we already have? They're just going to say going forward, like you, you don't get to do that anymore? Or do you think they're going to change what we already have? Well, here's my suggestion. Never underestimate how stupid Congress can be. <laughs> That's like, true. And they'll do things that most people in Congress are set up inside of a system that's going to benefit them, meaning that they're going to, they're going to know the system and there's a lot of very wealthy people there. And, and so they're not going to shoot themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. And the Roth accounts are, I would be willing to venture to bet that most of the most of Congress 
has Roth accounts. Mm. What they could easily do is say, okay, nobody else can get in or they can, like, I'll give you an example of what happened a couple of years ago. There was a thing called a stretch IRA. So if you had an IRA and you died, your heirs could inherit it and they got to grow it and spend it the rest of their lives. And if it was a Roth, it was tax-free forever. So you could literally have a hundred years of growing it and dying, then your heirs get it and then another 80 or 100 years. So Congress said, wait, wait a second, we need to change this because we have people that are just not paying taxes. It's like telling our, our friend Hans will say, why are people attacking Jeff Bezos and saying he needs to pay his fair share? I'm talking about you, Elizabeth Warren. Like Jeff is creating hundreds of thousands of jobs and making everything more accessible. Yep. But what they're what what's what happened is they said we don't want these legacy families to keep this money outside of the tax system. So they changed the rules and they said you can only have an inherited IRA deferred or Roth for 10 years. Then you gotta like you have to take it all. What they did is they they grandfathered everybody that already had one, so they get to keep it for life. So what I think is gonna happen. And I'm, I'd be willing to bet on this, that anybody that has one is going to have a different set of rules than people that want to have it going forward. If they keep, still keep the Roth, I don't think that they're going to just say, oh, you can't have a Roth or we're going to tax it again. I think you have a lot of very wealthy people that have quietly, like Peter Thiel, built these things up into the many, many millions, if not billions. And they're going to push back with their political lobbying dollars so hard, mm-hmm. they're going to protect this piece. And so it's it's likely to be a cutoff for new people, which is why it's so important to have these tools and make sure you're part of the people before they close the gates. Yeah. Um, so I want to I want to back up because you like even in the example I read um, in the Wall Street Journal that Peter Thiel put two thousand dollars into you know the early stock or whatever and it's worth billions now. So so break it down, dumb it down for me because if somebody let's just say somebody's listening and they have they had fifty thousand dollars in a four hundred one k they quit their job and they rolled it over into something else and it's just sitting there and they've got it you know stuffed away in a Fidelity or something that's just you know they look at their statement every year it's fifty grand. They could call you up and start an EQRP and they could invest that 50 grand in a duplex. And you said leverage. So explain to me how they could get leverage and then explain to me how that grows tax-free. All right. So so first thing, somebody's got $50,000. It's in an old 401k or it's an IRA. It's in something and they want to do real estate. Well, right now they're probably not, they probably don't have the option. And if you have the option in an IRA, you don't want to do it because you're going to be taxed okay. into that later. Let's say you say, okay, I want to go buy a duplex. So we set up an EQRP, make sure you're qualified. Qualifying is, is about having any type of business, including an online business or anything, a digital business. So there's a lot of misunderstandings about who can do this. Hmm. You don't have to have income. You have to have a business that has the ability to create income. So whether you have one or don't have one, whether you're a full-time employee or not, it doesn't make any difference. That's, that's fairly straightforward. I mean, we're in a digital world. Yeah. Damn near all the businesses are, are digital, whether they're full digital or not. So creating one of those, even if you're working, totally fine. Let's let's say you say, okay, I'm, I'm obviously qualified or I want to get qualified. Then you have this, the EQRP is set up and you move the money over into it. At that point, it's either pre-tax or it's post-tax. Okay. Either one, let, let's say... We convert it to post-tax, which means it's Roth. At that point, it's never going to be taxed again. Mm-hmm. So if you say, okay, I've got $50,000, it's a it's a Roth account, and you you want to buy a duplex, and you have 50000 bucks. I don't know where you're buying that thing. It's probably going to be in the really bad part of Indianapolis. <laughs> Nothing against Indianapolis, but it's probably going to be a rough area. Like $50,000 does not I mean, it doesn't even buy you a parking spot in San Francisco. Probably doesn't even buy you the parking line. Right. But the here's what you do. You, you take that and you go and you buy your $200,000 duplex. Maybe that's in Nebraska. 
wherever it is, you put, you buy this thing and you get, you get debt and you can have all the non-recourse debt you want. One of the things that I did back 20 years ago is I bought houses and I took over mortgages. I wasn't personally signing on the mortgages, but I took over mortgages. Somebody had a $150,000 house. I gave him 5,000. I took over a mortgage for 145,000. Hmm. What that means is that I had like 97% debt. So if you have 50,000, just multiply that by 10. Yeah. There are ways to get a lot of leverage. When that duplex goes from 200,000 to 300,000, mm-hmm. 50%, you didn't just make 50%. You made 300, you made 200% on your money and, and that could happen over two, three, four, five years. So there's ways without a tremendous amount of brain damage or a PhD where you can take $50,000 or even $5,000 and use leverage no matter what your situation is. I don't care if you have a credit score that's below AOC's score. It doesn't make any difference. Like you can have, you can use all this leverage and there are plenty of people that will give it to you. I know from firsthand experience, I've had credit that has been down at 420. I didn't know you could have a score that low. I mean, I literally was like, wait, don't don't you get credit for spelling your name right? Like apparently you can go below, like I I thought that was just a holiday in April, but apparently it's a, it's a thing. So it, you can have this opportunity. If you're, if you have a social security number, you have this opportunity. That's the bottom line. If you have a social you are qualified and people don't realize they're sitting on this. It's a, I mean, it's, a, it's like the, the rainbow, the pot of gold, because our current tax code rewards people for taking advantage of this. So um, hopefully that was answering the question. Yeah, totally. More. Totally. I'm just exploring. Um, Cause it, it seems like, it seems like this woo woo thing that's out there. And every time I talk to you about it, I get clearer and clearer on it. One thing that I want to say though, point out, I guess you, when, when we set up the EQRP, like you, your team handles, it's literally an LLC, right? So your team handles the entity. You've got a bank where you set the account up and all that kind of stuff. But one thing that I caught on to that you said at one point in time, you're literally working with banks that understand the EQRP and want to lend on assets, right? Because that's another thing when you're talking about borrowing, I think a lot of people immediately think, well, I know how hard it is for me to you know buy a house and go through this whole process. Are they really going to lend me on a um, and I think that's what you were kind of alluding to on the, um, the credit score. But the reality is you guys work with banks that understand these assets. And, and not only work with them, but we, it's, we, we're not trying to convince them of doing anything because they understand the model. So the bank, there's, there's a couple specifically that we work with. And what we have is an unlimited lending ability. So if you've got 37 houses and you want to take out, you want to go buy 37 houses, or you want, you have 37 houses and you want to refinance them and they're inside your EQRP they will give you debt on unlimited amounts of houses or duplexes or fourplexes. So this is not a Fannie or Freddie type of thing. There's no limits of 10 houses or anything like that. It's it's because they do understand. And what we've seen a lot in the industry is two things. One, like you were talking about how we set things up. We have, a, there are a lot of companies that basically say, oh yeah, we'll give you this thing. Or they, you know, some of them are, are pretty funny, a little cheeky. And they'll say, oh yeah, we do the EQRP. And I'm like, no, you don't. You don't even know how to spell EQRP. <laughs> but what, what happens is they end up, they set something up, they hand somebody some documents and they say, good luck, hope it works out. It's like, go over to the middle of a war zone and we and here's the pieces of your gun, hope you don't die. Yeah. Well, it's a different experience. So we walk people through from the time somebody comes in and says, I have some questions to them becoming a client and them having their money. We're there the entire process, not just waiting for them to come with a question. Mm-hmm. We're literally getting their money in their account, setting things up. They're going to end up with a wire facility and a checkbook with their money and then we're there to help them figure out how to stay in compliance when they invest and how to get lending, how to get how to get the debt for their leveraged products, projects. Because a lot of people, 
are using their EQRP for buying real estate. Mm-hmm. And, and, and one of the crazy things is there's hard money. So many people have, have heard hard money and there's 10 or 12% interest. When you talk about a bank that's giving you money on real residential property, you're not talking about 10 or 12, you're talking about mid single digits. Mm-hmm. That completely changes your ability to go out there and scale when you're paying half the interest of the hard money market, but you got to have the relationships and they only do this for retirement money. They don't do this for the general public. So this is where your network is your net worth, 100% through and through. You got to have the right people that are navigating you through that actually have your best interest. That's what they're doing. That's what we do too. Yeah. So I've talked to, and and I can attest to that when I set mine up, like I got this little text and it told me what to do. There's links to it. I went and set it up. The bank is very hands-on. Everything's like so automated and easy the way you guys have set it up. And I really appreciate that because number one, when you don't completely understand something anyway, and then you're you know signing all these forms and you're trying to figure out what's next and everything, that was very, very cool. But I'll tell you another thing, as a guy who you know invests in real estate and we have investors and funds that people can invest in, I've talked to people that have said, hey, I've got this money, the, the exact scenario. Um, I'm literally thinking of an individual. He, he, we were having a conversation at dinner and he was like, yeah, I've got some money tied up because he used to work for this hotel chain and was kind of an executive and he's got this money tied up. And I'm like, dude, you should talk to like Damien and you guys helped them, right? I actually think you ended up doing it for his wife, but you helped them get set up. They were set up like within two days and sent me a check for a hundred grand to invest in one of our funds and they're happy as can be. And so for the person, I know there's a lot of people that probably actually want to go out and buy their own duplex and you know, that scenario, but there's a lot of people that actually like their job and they want to keep doing what they're doing or they like their business or whatever. And they want to invest in other people's deals. That's one of the things that's super intriguing to me about you as well, because you've built such a network. You were talking about your network is your net worth. There's so many people out there that have great investment opportunities that when somebody sets up an EQRP, they don't have to go buy a duplex. They can invest in other people's deals, right? Yeah. And this is, here's, here's one of the great things that it forces you to do. It forces you to be a quasi passive investor. Mm. And so I, I know we beat the crap out of that term earlier, but let's, <laughs> yeah. let's talk about that for a second, because yeah. when you, when you, we, let's talk about the, the cash flow quadrant, Robert Kiyosaki's his second book, or actually his third, but his second in the series. And and, he, and there's this, these quadrants where if you're going to be an investor, you have to learn how to have money working for you. Mm-hmm. Being being a house flipper is not an investor. That's a job. Yep. And, and the, the EQRP is structured to where you have to have other people doing things. Like you have to have other people that are fixing your houses or managing things. It forces you to become an investor because the only way you can scale is if you have other people. Mm-hmm. And so some people will say, well, I don't have any people. I don't want employees. And I'm like, you're going to stay small. Yeah. In all likelihood, you're always going to stay small and you're going to be really tired. And you're probably going to die young. Mm-hmm. A little harsh, true. It, it's, it's this different mindset. If you look at anybody that's created anything of, of significance in terms of business or finance or anything, there's always people around them. They have people. And, and so the EQRP, by its rules, because of the way the government has set it up, it cannot be something that's an active business. You, you have to be passive. So the people that have deals that are out there, this forces you to be smart enough and to learn how to vet those people, to develop relationships with people that are sponsoring real estate deals or doing startups. Like you have to learn and you have to grow. So it's, Mike, it's kind of strange. It's, it's like a personal development program wrapped mm-hmm. up into a retirement account. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things, I mean, you've got your podcast um, 
the FU nation, right? <laughs> the, the FU, this is uh, the financial underdogs and we, and, and, and it's uh, FU for short, which is really how I feel about the entire financial system. I'm, I'm pretty much like, Hey, you know what? We'd be better off if we let this thing go away and the free market opened up and let it actually, that's what happens with, with crypto right now. Mm-hmm. And there, there's a bit of a war, but yeah, well, that's what we talk about with at FU. Well, and that's what I really appreciate about you because yeah, I mean, obviously you've started the EQRP program and you have that trademarked by the way, right? That's actually your, there's other people that say like you kind of alluded to this, but you are the EQRP, right? Yeah. The EQRP company is the only one that, that sets up and owns EQRPs that can create those. Everybody else, it's, it's like the me too movement, but maybe not in the health. I don't know if it was healthy at all, but whatever it was, this is, it's embarrassing, but you know, here's the reality. We, Anybody in business that has something that that is beloved understands they have something that's beloved because of culture. It's not just the cool thing. Like there's a culture around Apple, great products, great experience. Mm-hmm. And they've built that culture purposefully and intentionally. And the EQRP is not just a bunch of documents because anybody can go photocopy documents. Like I'm sure, in fact, I know for a fact that there are, I know there's at least two companies that have taken all of our stuff and photocopied it and said, look, we do the same thing. And I laugh and I'm like, you, you guys can pretend all you want, but there's there's something beyond that, even though people will say it's the same thing. And uh, so it's it's kind of, I don't know, I mean, maybe, maybe it's like saying, yeah, we have this, if you've ever gone to China and you've gone to some of these markets, and I don't know if this is still the case, but when I was there, they would say, you, you go buy a jacket and it's a North Face jacket. Hmm. It says North Face. Is it a North Face? No, it's not a North Face. You get a pair. Right. Here's the craziest one. I got a pair of Oakley sunglasses. I think I got like 15 of them because they're like $3. Oakley. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that not only do those not block the sun, but they actually do the opposite. They open up your pupils. And so you, your eyes open up and it brings in more sun. So they blind you. Wow. So you think you're getting a product and it's actually doing harm to you. Jeez. People should think about that. That's really, it's a big deal. Yeah, totally. I like what you said about this is really like a, it, it's like a personal development program, which is why I brought up the financial underdogs. And I love the approach that you bring. And I, I'd be curious if that's what even got you to here, but you're such a teacher at, at your core. And that's why, you know, at the beginning of the show, we talked about how I've really appreciated, you know, just becoming friends and getting to know you. Um, we're constantly strategizing and scheming and brainstorming and, but you're a teacher, you're a teacher at your core. And that's what I love really about, um, I guess the EQRP program and, and everything that you're doing at its core is it starts with the personal development side of things. And you're so passionate about that, educating the people. Cause it's one thing, if you want to start a retirement program and you want to give it to, you know, Fidelity or Schwab or whatever, there's no education in that. But with what you do, you have to get educated. Like they have to learn. There's, there's no other option other than learning. If you're, if you're going to take control of your stuff, which is unfortunately why many people don't go down this, this route because they don't want to spend the time and do it. I mean, I, you could call me a teacher. You could call me a conspiracist and, and because I tend to work with other people. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in doing everything by myself. And yep. so it's funny. I always laugh when somebody goes that you're just a conspiracy theorist. I'm like, cause I, cause wait, there's two people involved. That's, that's what a conspiracy is, by the way. It's like anything where there's two people. So you and I apparently are, are conspiring yep. uh, with, with this show because we're talking and we're you know brainstorming, right. but it's there. That's what matters to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, and to, to me, I feel compelled by this, this mission to teach people how to fish. Mm. It's not enough to hand people a check. In fact, you do the opposite. You weaken them to the point where they become desperate slaves. And that's what really saddens me about what's going on. Basic universal income, all these ideas where you have these holier than thou people that are pushing an agenda 
it's not about Republican or Democrat. This is about people being enslaved. Mm -hmm. And what the EQRP does is it breaks the shackles. And then, so my job isn't just to hand somebody a tool and say, good luck. It's to help teach them how to fish. I can give somebody a fishing pole, which is what a lot of the industry does that, that is in this alternative space. But that doesn't matter if you just sit there and you're like, I have this pole, but I am starving. And that fish just went right by. Yeah. So the idea is, is teaching people the belief systems around money. It's, it's, it's a teaching people about real estate. It's, it's sharing them, sharing people, uh, resources with people. So when somebody says, I want to know how to, uh, you know, I want to learn about things like mobile home parks. Okay. There are people like you that know what the heck you're talking about that have actually done them. Mm. I don't know anything about that, but I know who knows about that. And yeah. so it's, it's really introducing people with networks and it's, it's constantly believing in people sometimes more than they believe in themselves. Yeah. I think that people are fully capable, not only to do things, but to be the biggest guru that they, they've been searching for mm. if they just trust that it's there. And so sometimes it's a matter of us trusting them first and believing in them first before they do. And, and people can tell when you actually care and you're serious about them being free and empowered. And that's, that's the entire, that's, that is the culture that that's why I'm here doing this. I'm going to say something that I was actually going to, you know, do a podcast and put a post up on this probably a year ago. And Kara said, "No, don't don't say that." <laughs> um, but it, I'm I'm going to say it like because what you just said, I I so buy into, and and I think it's there's so much truth around it, and we've been programmed, and I actually think, um, and this is, I think that this is how I said it, and she's like, "Don't say that." Um, W-2, the W-2 concept is literally just legalized slavery. But it's not the government telling someone that they can own someone else. The whole principle and concept of the education system and the college system and, you know, go to school, get a job, work for the man till they're 65, put your money into the 401k system, into the financial, that, that whole philosophy, that whole mindset, that that whole thing from start to finish, the reprogramming of the brain, which you just talked about from start to, that is legalized slavery, but it doesn't, it isn't, we don't own a piece of paper that we control someone. We control them through mindset and education and a hundred, 200 years of brainwashing for us to buy into this system. And that's what I love about what I just heard you say. Like you're here to break those shackles and it's a mindset. And when Kara said, don't say that, I understand why she did because we were going through all this like, you know, sensitive stuff that I wasn't saying like we should own somebody or it has nothing to do with race or color, but it was sensitive. But the reality is that entire principle and concept is just legalized slavery. We just, we did it from a different approach through brainwashing and, and taking away people's ability to control their future, which is what I heard you say is the whole reason that you created this ecosystem and EQRP so that people can come out of the system and control their future. Correct. I, yeah. You know why? Because I actually trust people and, and I don't think that the system, the system was built and we've seen this for at least a hundred years, if not way beyond that, the entire system was built to keep people contained, to keep them making other people more powerful and richer. And what I believe is I believe in Buckminster Fuller's ideas around everybody is and should be a millionaire, meaning everybody, there's enough resources for everybody not to just get by, hmm. but to thrive. And if we actually are in, in tune with our, with, with the universe, with nature, if we're not fighting to try to take from somebody, there's more than enough, but it requires responsibility. It requires us asking questions like, 
what is my purpose? Mm-hmm. And this isn't about woo. Like I'm just going to sit there and ohm and I'm going to figure it out. Like this is literally going out there and doing the work and then having the universe kick you in the face and learning. Yeah. And so anybody that's ever out there, that's really on purpose probably has a whole bunch of scar tissue and not much hair left. Mm-hmm. Like that's just how I see it. It's you, you have to learn by experience and going through this thing. It's, fr- it's frustrating to no end to watch people going through a system and to see certain people that are claiming that they're there to try to help somebody. And I go, you're helping to enslave them. Mm-hmm. Everything you're doing, whether it's my father who had a government check for after being in the military, he was enslaved to a system. Mm-hmm. And it's, and, it, and so there are other people that are on food stamps enslaved to a system and, mm-hmm. and, and it's creeping in. And so all this stuff that was going on, all these riots and everything, I fundamentally believe that those were not about race. That was about the money. It was about a fraudulent money system that's keeping people stuck. And they're wrong. They're, they're mad at the wrong person. They're, yeah. they're, they should be mad at the bankers inside the Federal Reserve. And, and what they're mad at is something that happened 200 years ago and that has nothing to do with reality. Mm-hmm. We have to be under, We have to understand what's really going on. The monetary system and the financial system is not our friend. Yeah. It's been used against us to trap us. So it is shackles. Yeah. This is slavery. And, and there's, there are some of us that are fighting like hell with everything we've got to break as many people out of this thing, because I believe that's how we end up in, in peace. When people are free financially, when they understand money, things like cryptocurrencies and, and this idea of decentralizing things, that's how we end war. Hmm. That's how we bring people together. That's how our planet survives. It's not through our current system. Our, th- our current system is set up for a very small number of people to win and everybody else to be enslaved. That's just a fact. Um, mic drop. <laughs> By the way, if you want to hear that kind of thinking and conversation, that's where you go over to the FU Nation, the Financial Underdog Show, because Damien, you do that almost every day, right? You put up an episode. Yeah, it's it. it yeah, I mean, I, and I do that because when I see things, I can't sit here and just watch. It's like, have you ever seen those, those videos where people are like, somebody's being beat to death on the streets of New York or something and everybody's just walking by yeah, and as if, them. Oh, I don't want to get involved. I am not willing to not get involved. I'm going to fight for people. Even when they're afraid to step up, I'm going to fight and put it out there. And, and there are consequences to doing that. I'm, I'm willing to say what I think is true. And you know, if somebody's going to yell at me or, or censor me or whatever, that's just part of it. It's, the reality, though, is is that I think it's it's time for people with voices to step up, and I think a lot more people have voices that have been afraid to use them. And I'm hopeful that more people will step up and say it's time. So true, man. And uh, again, for those of you that are listening, this is why I love hanging out with Damian Lupo because there's never a dull moment. It's like exciting, but but it's eye opening too, right? So many people are just asleep, like the world's asleep, and. Um, Damien, I feel like sometimes you just grab me and you shake me, man. Like just shake me, shake me awake. So I, love I, it. I, I think we all need to be shaken at times. Sometimes it, you know, it's funny. You and I will be talking and, and you'll say something or sometimes, sometimes you'll say something that triggers me to think something and I'll say something and I'm like teaching myself because it's something you triggered. And I, what we need is we, we need more people to trigger us and to believe in possible and, and stop second guessing. I think there's too many people that are defeating themselves yeah. and they've been talked into it by themselves, by other people. And, and so being in different conversations, being a part of this, listening to, to this show and, and what you bring out in people and, and how you show up in the world. That's one of my favorite things about you is, is how you show up, how you care, how you listen. And, and I think that's got, there's a lot more possibility for people to do that. We need to inspire more people and, and to act because people will model. And that's one of the things I think people forget that other people are watching. Mm-hmm. And even if they're not doing it, if you do it enough, sometimes people will say, well, you know what, maybe that's normal. 
And so we have to be more normalizing other people with goodness and compassion and love and kindness and, 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 and ways of being open instead of controlling. I mean, that's, that's part of our job is to live that and, and have other people live that because we've inspired them. So I'm all in, I don't know about other people, <laughs> but I definitely am all in and it's a permanent fixture. Yeah. And there's no question in my mind about that at this stage after, after having, you know, been able to get to know you the last couple of years. It's so cool that we actually went that way and people get to, you know, get a little bit of insight into how passionate you are about like breaking those shackles and the education piece and, and, and help you created an entire system where people can take their financial future into their own hands and not be part of the machine. So I have a question though, and one like a tactical question, and then we'll just talk about, um, cause you have an entire team too, by the way, that can help people with this. So we'll circle back to that. You were talking about, um, so number one, this is not really for somebody that wants to like, you know, invest in something and live off of their, this is, this is what we were talking about before the show. There's so many people that like want to invest in something and they want to live off their passive income. That's not really what this is about, right? If we're talking about truly passive, then, then it's, it's a very dangerous thing to do because you are responsible. And that's the big shift. It doesn't mean you can't have real estate that produces monthly cash flow, mm-hmm. which is pretty, can be very fairly passive, especially if you have sponsors or people that are working for you on this. It does mean that you're responsible for picking those people and to paying attention. I just had uh, one of my, one of our badgers, we, we have a honey badger avatar. So everybody here is a badger, all of our, our teammates. And, and he came up and he said, Hey, I just, I've been hearing from a number of our clients that there's a certain bad actor that had promised people 12% passive income. And they were just sending him money, millions and millions of dollars. And they, um, some people are getting ready to launch some nuclear bombs basically because they haven't been paid in 18 months. So were they passive? Yeah. Were they totally abdicating? They weren't delegating. They were abdicating. And there's a difference. Abdicating is where you just hand it off and hope it all works out. Delegating means that you're actually very purposeful and intentional about what's going on. You investigate it and you make a rational decision. These people abdicated. I think they saw something that, ooh, passive sex. And they went in and then it got really bad, meaning uh, it, it's going away. Like that money is probably going away. So this is not set up to be 100% passive. You need to be relatively passive with responsibility. So that's the key, bridging responsibility to passive because you can create things that are, here's the, here's the goal, Mike. It's what Warren Buffett said. I think it was him. Like people borrow everybody's quotes, but it, you're, you're never going to be free until your money is working while you sleep. Mm. And- and that's the EQRP has to be set up so that you're making money while you sleep. Like if you're investing in Bitcoin and Bitcoin's making you money because you're staking it and you're making eight or 10 or 20 or 30% on it, you're going to be doing that at 2 a.m. when you're sleeping. Mm. If you've got a rental property, somebody is paying you rent every day, every hour. And so these things can be in there. It's it, so you can have things that are happening, but if you think that you're going to just have magic 12% or 15% and you don't have to do any thinking, uh, you're. <laughs> You're, you're probably about to have an experience called a seminar where all your money goes away. <laughs> yeah, totally. So if somebody, if somebody invests in their EQRP and it's spinning off cash, um, can I use that cash? Can I use that gain or does it have to stay in there? So you can, you can definitely tackle it. You can definitely take it out. There's, there's ways to take it out tax-free. There's the ways, there's ways to take it out with some tax, but no penalty. You can do this at, at really any age. Mm. And people say, wait a second, I thought there were rules like 59 and a half. There are, there are rules. And if you know how to navigate the rules, I can show anybody, anybody at any age, 20, 30, 40, 50, doesn't make any difference, how to get their money out of their retirement account tax-free and penalty-free mm. at any age. Doesn't matter. 
And it's, so can, could you potentially take your money out and spend it? Yeah. Could you do it at age 30? Yes. Could you do it tax-free? Yes. This is where you have to have more strategy and you have to have very high level people, not just somebody that said, oh, you know what? I can sell IRAs and 401ks. Mm -hmm. Like you need a team of people that are absolute authorities. And it's one of the funny things about, I've written a bunch of books. And one of the reasons I write books is to figure out if I actually know anything about the subject, (laughs) because sometimes I'll write a book and I read what I wrote and I go, I don't sound, I sound like an idiot. Mm. Like, I don't know anything about this. And so it forces anybody that's written a book that's not just a parable Parables can be good, but like to yeah. really dig down. And, yeah. and when I, when I wrote the QRP book, I wrote it with a tax attorney who's also a registered agent or an enrolled agent. And everything was, was vetted mm. to the IRS code. And it was written because I wanted to make sure my thinking was clear and that I understood. And this is, I wrote the book 10 years ago. So this is, if you have better teams and every rich person has teams, there is no rich person that's done everything. And when I say rich, I'm talking about free. Mm-hmm. Just because you have a million or $10 million doesn't mean you're rich because yeah. you may not be free. You may be sitting there enslaved by your own stuff. So when it's people that are free, understand human value. They understand having humans around. They understand that some people are better than them. In fact, I think pretty much everybody, there's somebody that's better at everything than me. Like I, I'm yeah. not that great at very many things. Yeah, very few. And I, it, right. I mean, that's yeah. like, we want to have people and drinking and it's, it's what? Drinking wine. Me and you drinking wine. That's what we're really good That's, at. It's a specialty. Like this is really important. We, we need to focus on our specialties and our expertise. <laughs> Sorry. I, I interrupted your train. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, the, 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 I guess what I'm getting at is that it's really important for people to ask the question, what am I great at? What could I be great at? And, and, and then this is like the conversation of saying, what is my value? If I'm trading in a free market, I'm trading and there's, what I'm, what I'm best at is worth a hundred dollars an hour. And and for the time being, when you're trading your time for money, there's a question, are you worth a hundred or 500 when you do your most important thing? And I, I see people Mike, they come over and they go, when I ask them about their, their taxes and their strategy, they're like, Oh, well, I do my own taxes. And I'm like, you are not a good fit here mm-hmm. because you still want to do your taxes. Yeah. You still, and I go, because you're cheap and you're small thinking, mm-hmm. you're scarcity minded and you don't fit into a culture of abundance yeah. and hope yeah. and possibility. So I don't think this is the right place. And some people say, well, I'm ready to change. And I go, good, this is going to require work. And I can, I will, we will be with you along this path, but it, it has a huge, it has everything to do with what do you, what, what do you really want to commit to? Mm-hmm. Because I don't think it's about what you, what you've earned or what you deserve. It's about what you're committed to more than anything else. If you're committed to freedom, you're committed to the work, you're committed to the building the team. That's what matters. Most people aren't committed to anything beyond Friday night. Makes sense. And, you know, there was a, there was a thread in there where you're talking about, you know, questioning. And that's one thing that, so like, even when you said that, you know, there's ways to get it out and it's all about strategy, just even back to, you know, wall street, they don't want us investing in certain things. They want They actually want us investing in certain things that they control, but also the narrative, like I just have been programmed to think that, you know, set it, forget it, don't touch it. You can't because they don't want us pulling it out of the machine in the system, but we have to get curious. We have to start asking the right questions. And, you know, this is why I'm asking some of the questions that I'm asking, but really you said you can show people. So you have an entire team, right? That helps us set it up, uh, answer questions along the way. If I wanted to pull my money out, is there, do we have ability to get strategy around that? What does all this look like? So, so that's the, and this is, this is not a fictitious uh, cartoon of 20 people that are on some website. Like these are, these are human beings that are, yeah. that are about 15 feet from where I'm sitting here recording this. 
And, and these people are, are here to support people's strategy, to help them get control of their money and to, and to build that strategy. So one of the things we hear a lot with financial advisors is, and, and we're not financial advisors, we're strategists and coaches. And what we do is, is ask great questions. Mm. We ask questions and we help formulate a plan based on what somebody wants. And the plan isn't, okay, you need to save $214 per month. And then in 37 years, if you have an average of 8% in the S&P, you'll have 2.4 million. This is what financial advisors do, by the way. This is, mm-hmm. if you've ever had a financial advisor giving you a map, that's what they do. And they go yeah. historically, the S&P 500, whatever. Yeah. Every year, so, beat it for a hundred and something. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I mean, this, and why? Because they can say, and they've got rules around what they can and can't say. Mm. Can a financial advisor that's a certified financial planner chartered under like all these different designations, can they tell you everything that's real? If they, even if they knew it, no, there are certain things they can't tell you. They can, they literally are restricted on what they can and can't advise. And so the question is, how do you get the truth? Mm. One of the ways you do it is you talk to people that aren't regulated by some body and afraid of losing a designation or a license. And, 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 and it's not just that because you can have any heretic saying things you want to find people that are actually doing it. Mm-hmm. You want to find people. If you're trying to figure out how to become world-class healthy, do you go to do, do you go to the Nathan's hot dog eating contest and ask people for advice? That's probably the wrong place right. to get that that information. I mean, yeah, stuff 60 hot dogs down your throat, go talk to the guy. <laughs> but but with with finance, yeah, model. Like this is it's modeling people. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're doing. We're modeling the best of. This is like the top gun facility in, in, I, in San Diego. That's what we, we really are all about and what we deliver. We take the best of the best because we know what our clients are doing. We know the best advisors. We're bringing them together. We're bringing all these ideas and then we're sharing them mm-hmm. because it's, it, you, ideas are, are like love. You don't lose it when you give them out. Mm-hmm. It just adds to it and it's, yeah. it's very additive. And there's a, there's a different philosophy compared to some of the stuff out there, I can't tell you because then I lose my advantage. Like that is not how the universe works. I do not think God says one person has to win, one person has to lose. Like, give me a break. Yeah, that is not the system. The system is set up for us to win. It's it's set up set up for us to thrive. And so, it, the internal strategy here is figuring out how people win and they grow together. Mm-hmm. Well, I've loved this conversation, and hopefully, hopefully, we've um, piqued people's interest around taking their financial future into their own hands. Anything else that we haven't covered left out? I mean, obviously we need to tell people how, if they are curious, um, want to take the next steps to kind of see what this looks like for them, how they get in touch, but anything we've left out. I think one of the biggest things that I run into all the time, I probably every day is somebody being nervous. I had somebody, a client reach out to me a couple of days ago when I was flying and I'm talking with her and in the airport and and I, well, here, here's a weird thing. I actually like my clients. So I'll talk to them. I'm not out here trying to pitch something. And then I just hope it all works out. I'm gonna try to get some money and then I'm out of here. Like I was talking to her. I was on a, I was in an airport, talked to her for 45 minutes and she was asking me if she should buy Bitcoin. And I said, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, if you want to learn, buy something, there's no better way to learn something than putting your money in because you're trading some of your blood, your sweat into that thing. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, can I lose it? And I, and I thought, okay, uh, Yes, you can lose it. Yeah. Can you lose yeah. in anything? Yes. And what you have to realize is that this is part of your growth path. It's part of the growth plan. You're not meant to be, so the universe is set up where you're growing or dying. And people are so afraid of mistakes that what they don't realize is that they are forcing a death spiral mm. because of the training that's been got, that's gone on and, and been embedded. You have to be willing to say, okay, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to stub my toe. I'm going to bang my head. It's going to be fine. Look, I nobody... There's like six people that grew up in Alaska other than me. I mean, maybe a few more, but in Alaska, you can be eaten by things. Mm-hmm. Un- 
unless you're in Alaska or in Africa, you're unlikely to be eaten by a mistake. You're not going to go like take a left turn and be eaten by a mosquito in Alabama where I'm at now. Like, okay, it's going to hurt. It's going to be, you know, itchy, but people are, that's where the magic is. That's where the miracles happen is, is going out. So no matter what you're doing, stretch, go out there and learn something new. Get get a copy of the report on, on EQRP, learn something because, and if you just don't do something, Mm -hmm. if you just sit here and say, Oh, that's good information. That's called shelf help book. Like this is a shelf help podcast. It's just, totally. oh, it's nothing else I learned. That That's not what this is meant to be. The reason I'm investing my time with, with everybody listening and with you, Mike, is because I want people to do something with their lives. Mm-hmm. I, I truly believe we all have the capacity and capability to do it. And yet it's a choice. And most people pass and they go to the next thing for the next hit of in, entertainment or enjoyment or or whatever. So the mistakes and and really what are you risking yeah. by taking a little, some of your time, you're going to miss the next episode of Grey's Anatomy. Or, I mean, like, what are we really risking? If we don't take action, we're risking looking back at the end of our life and saying, holy crap, mm. I missed my life. That regret is the worst possible thing. And that's what I'm hoping that, and, and working towards people avoiding at all costs is the yeah. regret. So good. I love it, man. And, you know, as you were saying that too, I think that the fact that we've been so programmed to just give our money to somebody else, like we're not responsible for the wins or the losses. We're like kind of, we're numb to it really because it's someday out in the future. And the reality is we're scared to take that money into our own hands. Like she, what, could I lose the thousand? Of course she could. But it's funny because we just don't think about it when we hand our money and our future over to someone else, but we have to take responsibility for it because nobody's going to take care of it. Like we will, we just have to learn. Nobody's going to care about your money more than you will. Mm-hmm. And, and when, when people say, well, I'm missing out an opportunity. If, if I do something real estate, I'm missing out the, 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 the stock market. That's I've heard that recently. And I laugh and I go, what opportunity for you to be part of a casino? You realize that casinos always win. Mm-hmm. So which opportunity are you talking about hitting black or red? Cause guess what? eventually the casino is going to eat you. Yeah. And so it's, it's a choice. Are you going to own it or not? We all have that choice. I don't care where you're at. If, if you're not in a federal penitentiary pen, penitentiary, if you're not in jail, I like it. Like you're, you have a choice. And I think even you know, Bernie Madoff made like 17 cents a day or something, some crazy number I just read. And <laughs> I don't even know if, and maybe he didn't have a choice. But the reality is most of us aren't sitting in a jail, listening to a podcast or watching YouTube where, we're sitting there with all the choices in the world, especially in America. Like it's, it's embarrassing to me when, when you think about people that are in America that have choices and, and freedom and they're, and, and they, they play for safety. Yeah. It's like, if you, if you see a lot of immigrants that are either wanting to come to America or have come the question they ask, I think Jim Rohn said this years ago, like they're, they're like, wait, why are you not an entrepreneur? You're in America. I've been all over the world. I've been in dozens of countries and there are people that want it. They're, they're hungry. And they have very limited resources and very, and there's a lot of ceilings on where they can go in America. You can go anywhere you want. If you're willing to have a big enough vision and you're willing to do the work. And part of the work is going and getting better information and taking steps into the unknown. And that's what this is all about. It's about taking steps into something that you're not familiar with. And I think that's where all the opportunity is. Well said. Um, as I said earlier, you know, Damien tends to grab me and shake me. So if, uh, if you're all at all intrigued and, and you've been shaken, awaken, can I do that? Can I say that? Shaken, shaken awaken? awaken. Yeah. How do people find you? I, th- I think it, what I would suggest people do is, is we mentioned the books. I, there, I wrote this book about 
the QRP, the EQRP, the qualified retirement space. My suggestion is don't read the book, meaning there's another way to take a step. And the step is just download the the summation of the book and, and mm. on your phone, just text the word EQRP to 72,000, get a copy of, it's like a 17 page, it looks like a comic book, but it's actually just really, it's it's the, the stuff that you need to know. Mm. And it'll give you enough where you can say, okay, in 10 minutes, I want more. Or you're going to say, cool, next podcast. Yeah. But if you, if you, okay, everybody can text. Like we know you can text. Everybody, yeah. we can text, we text, right? So one word, it's a small word, EQRP. Text it to 72,000 and get that report and just start, start nice. learning. So start learning about something new. And even like Mike, you said, there's, you're, you're, you're learning all the time. And, mm-hmm. and I, it's funny, I've, I've read some books dozens of times, like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I read it uh, the, earlier this year for probably the 25th time. Yeah. And I was like, I don't remember ever reading this. And it's not like he had changed everything in the book. Right. Like I just went, wow, I'm in a different place. Yep. So no matter where you are, if you think you know everything about retirement accounts, then call me because I'll probably want to bring you into the team. But the reality is this, <laughs> this could give you a new insight, a yeah. new idea. And yeah. one idea can change your life and it may change somebody you love, change their life too. Man, I can't thank you enough for uh, coming and just digging in and challenging us and inspiring us and just showing up the way you do, man. Every time I ever have a conversation with you, it's amazing. And I appreciate you just pouring into the world the way you do. I appreciate you saying that, man. It's, it's always a pleasure to, to hang out and um, I'd say the same thing about you. And it's it's relationships like this that inspire me. Mm-hmm. And it, it, the road by ourselves is hard. It's one of the, the important things for everybody is to find the tribe, find the people that inspire you that are thinking as big or bigger mm-hmm. than, than you are so that you normalize the vision you have. If you're around people that are living in their past, that are talking about Friday night lights from their high school senior year, you're probably not going to have a very easy mm-hmm. time growing into a vision of anything other than a Friday night lights senior year. So being around you, Mike is, is, is one of the most important places for me to be because it makes it not only okay, but the only option to keep expanding and growing and creating more impact and breaking more shackles. Anything else you'd look at me like I was an alien. So as an alien, (laughs) it just normalized. So I appreciate that. And thank you for the way that you show up as well. Yeah. Well, until next time, see you, man. If you've found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you'd take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.